0: Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys.
1: Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Craig here with Tim and Nick. Uh, Vincent got the week off uh, because he carried all three of us last week, so he needed the rest. Um, This week on Red Storm Chasers, we are going to talk about the heart-crushing loss to Marquette. Uh, We'll preview the Butler game in the Big East tournament and how the rest of the tournament will go. And hopefully look ahead to what comes next. Guys, how was your week?
2: The last two weeks, I've been in uh, Spain, and then I was in uh, Am- I was in Amsterdam. So that was a, uh, that's where I've been. I've been having a lovely time the past two weeks. Ah, uh,
0: you went to uh, you went to a
2: simple Dutch bakery, something like that. <laughs> couple of coffee I- shops.
1: There you go. My week was good. Um, been a busy couple weeks for me. I've been out. I missed two the last two podcasts actually because uh, uh. Uh, me and my wife brought uh, have a daughter. Uh, we had our first child together, so that was exciting. And that's been very busy, um, very tiring, but very fun. So that's been basically all I've done for the last two weeks. How are you doing, Tim? How was your week?
0: Ah, it's good. Uh, everyone's healthy. Uh, stomach virus has not kicked back into the house, so that's been great. That's good. Yeah, got to. Uh, thought I fixed my 55-inch Samsung 4K that broke about six months ago. Had working for a uh, backlighting issue. Backlighting mm. went completely out. uh It would cost a, for a minimum of a possibility to get fixed was $300. And it's a, it, I got it for like 480 So it, it made no sense for the cost for a minimum to to fix it. I went through settings, changed a bunch of stuff, and it works for a couple hours. Put it up on the wall, whole new mounting setup. An hour into watching, it, me and my wife just saw the screen go dim again, and it's it's gone. It's it's trash now. That sucks.
1: Yeah. Sucks to put in all that work and then still have it not work.
0: Oh okay, yeah, the mounting was three or four hours because it wasn't a screw; it was a socket screw. jeez well, that's so it was it was a, a, a bolt ended screw, so I had to use a socket wrench, which. I couldn't use my, I had a drill bit attachment for a socket and it just, it wouldn't catch the right size. It was like a 716 and just didn't catch right. So I couldn't use the drill because it would just strip the uh, the bolt ending. So I had to do all that by hand, which sucked. That does suck. It's yeah.
1: not so you had a you had a not a fun week. Nick had Nick had the best week out of all. Well, I guess I, I would count I had the best week out of all this, but um yeah. Nick Nick's trip I don't know is, about that one. Nick's trip was pretty <laughs> pretty good. So good it's good. Good old week all around. Sorry, Tim, not for you. Vincent still recovering from doing the podcast all by himself. Um so let's let's get into it this week. So for this week's question, what is the best moment? It doesn't be your favorite necessarily, but the best moment you've experienced at a big east tournament since the big east tournament week, it's championship week. We're gonna get into some conference tournament talk here.
2: Oh, Tim, well, I know. Oh uh, um, Nick,
1: Nick, Nick, you first.
2: I'll jump in because mine's uh mine's pretty easy. Uh mine was when I was a, a senior and I was a manager. We played uh Georgetown uh and we we beat them when we we beat Georgetown and then when we went on to play Xavier we lost to them. That's when the Xavier had like JP McCura um, I forget who else was on the team. I just remember JP McCure in particular because he had such a punchable face. <laughs> so it was like um, Kobe
0: Jones and
1: Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. That and then, that favorite team was a one overall seed, if I remember correctly.
2: I believe so. Uh yeah. That Paul
1: Scrubs is on that team. Trayvon Blewett, Najee Marshall, JP McCure.
2: Uh but yeah, that was definitely the most memorable a time of the biggies for me because it was my uh my senior year and i remember my last time uh being a manager being at msg it's fun times and you were a long you, time ago
1: you were on the you were on the bench right for that one. yeah
2: yeah yeah i was on the uh i was at the end of the bench i'm usually like i used to sit right behind coach right behind the coaches like mm-hmm. um but it said i was because of the way the biggies it's like a little different sometimes because of security and seating and all that fun stuff so
1: so question for you, because obviously none of us have been on the floor for Big East Tournament. You've been at, you know, St. John's games and Big East Tournament games. Is it a different feel from the from the court looking out on the Biggie's Tournament game as opposed to a regular St.
2: John's game? Oh, that's a very interesting question. Uh, it feels yeah, different pro- in the
1: arena. I can tell you it feels different in the arena. So it I, does. I was just wonder if it feels different on the court as well.
2: I would say it does because. Well, when we're not coming out of the same locker room, necessarily, we usually not uh but it it is it is different because it's the lights seem brighter the court seems higher there's a lot more fans usually sadly Mm -hmm. unfortunately um yeah no it's definitely different definitely a different feeling
1: all right tim what's your highlight your big east highlight
0: mine would be the first year that crane came over to the big east we had the whole package for every game in the Big East went there, including the double hair, took a lunch break, lunch beer break, and uh, then came back and finished up the second half of the second day. But watching Doug McDermott play in the Big East tournament was something. He was having one hell of a season. And also it was interesting to see all these people coming from Omaha. First time ever to, a lot of them seem like first time ever in the city and, it, it was definitely a, a different feel for the biggest tournament games I've been to previously.
1: It was it definitely. I remember that was like the first year of realignment. So there was little uncertainty in terms of how was the biggest tournament going to sell without the the Syracuses and the Notre Dames and the, the Yukons at that time uh, of the world. And how was that going to, how was it going to last? Was this, was the this new alignment of conference? Was it going to work as the biggest tournament? Uh, and, and like you said, Doug McDermott was good. And that creating team was very good um and the place was packed as it always will always that is and always seemingly will be um and it was still electric in there uh and it was it was a great feel and and the you know the cream fans were were crazy uh like they are um they had a great time and it was they didn't win providence won that year but uh uh it was cool to see it was you're you're right it was cool to see them and, and interact with them we were lucky enough to have the package we went to every game that year to uh, at the tournament, which is a lot of fun. If you can do that, I would say do that. It's, it's a cool, it's such a good event. Um, and it just, if you love basketball, it's a, it's a good couple of days. Unfortunately for St. John's in that tournament, if you all remember, uh, we were on the bubble and in the first day we played Providence in the three, six game, uh, at two o'clock we lost as we tend to do in the biggest tournament fairly regularly uh and so that's why tim talked about the lunch that we went to where we got ripplingly drunk um in, in sorrow and then came back to the second half of the games so the second half of the game the second two games of the night were something completely different than the first two games of the day so um but anyway that was that was <laughs> that was a great experience i digress
2: i guess um i've my, never had that i've never had the uh i've never been able to get the full package at at the big east tournament i've always wanted to you guys glorified it probably a little too much.
1: It's fun. It is. It's a lot. It's a big commitment, right? I mean, it's yeah. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's four days, right? And you're really there all. I mean, Thursday you're there all day. Uh, yeah. Wednesday are there at night. Friday you're there at night, and, and Saturday you're there at night. Um, it's cool though. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, you know, the biggest tournament is great. It's it's still I think one of the I still think it's the best tournament in college basketball. Um. Maybe I'm biased, and by maybe I mean I'm certainly biased, but you know whatever. Um, my my biggest moment, my biggest tournament moment that really stands out to me is actually kind of a weird one. It was a good one and then a bad one, so it was uh the twenty twenty biggest tournament. Uh, we played on Wednesday night as we do as the Wednesday Warriors uh, that we are. We play on Wednesday fairly regularly, and if I fairly regular I mean it, pretty much every year, um, and. And we were losing to Georgetown, and if you, I'm sure you all remember, we came storming back uh, on the back of Marcellus Erlington, who went bananas from three, and we came literally all the way back, took the lead from Georgetown. The place was going crazy. That was a lot of fun. The not fun part uh, was after that, as we started looking at Twitter and realizing that the uh, Rudy Gobert came down with COVID, and that the NBA was canceling games and. Uh, some of the conference tournaments were canceling games and the world was basically shutting down and we're all sitting in the garden you know fifteen thousand people around yeah. us like, should we really be here right now I don't know that this is such a good idea I remember that but of uh, course of course but uh I, it was a very surreal feeling and it was just one of those kind of like you'll always remember that's what I when I think of the beginning of covid that's what I think of being at the biggest tournaments which is a very odd connection but it's just it's just what happened and that's where I was and that's the world shut down around us and I was like what is going on so that's kind of my biggie thing. I mean I'll never
2: I'll never forget being at that because I was there with you and I remember going to the bathroom and there being a line to wash your hands in the bathroom right and as I'm guessing most of our listeners are men probably from who's been to St. John's games in, in New York City know that most people don't wash their hands. Well, I mean, now <laughs> they do after the pandemic, but before then, that was rare. There was no bathroom for the line, as usual. Right, but for the bathroom, but there was for the hand washing. So, so
1: it was good. I mean, it was interesting, and and the world changed after that. But anyway, uh, that was my personal memory from being at the biggest tournament. Obviously, there are massive, uh, unforgettable biggest moments over the years, uh, but this was more. Well, I figured it would be nice to talk about our own personal experiences at the at the biggest tournament because we do love going to it so um we want to talk about well let's get back into the only game we had this week um which was against the marquette golden eagles in milwaukee um unfortunately we did not win uh we ended up losing 96 to 94 uh in a game where we really um you know we hung in there for most of the game um we we were back and forth and we did get behind very early we fought our way back uh, and then kept it kind of close, and then, you know, they seemed to take take uh, control in the last minute or so, uh, and with about twenty nine seconds to go, it was a ten point game. Uh, you know, seemed to be all all but done. Uh, but then we came alive and made it exciting. Uh, we had Jones hit a three pointer, uh, and then David Jones stole the inbound pass, made another three pointer, which then cut it from a nine point game, or from a ten point game to a Four point game. Just like that. Uh, we got a foul. They made both free throws, back up to a six-point game. Wusu comes down, hits a three-pointer, and gets fouled. Make that a four-point play, which cuts it to a two-point game. The next guy for Marquette gets fouled. He misses two free throws. Then David Jones goes down with a chance to tie, misses it, but Omar Stanley gets fouled on the rebound, goes to the free throw line. He makes the first one. Uh Marquette calls timeout. Uh, he's set up for the second one. Tyler Kolick. Says something to him. Uh, and then unfortunately, Omar Stanley misses the second free throw. Uh, we foul Marquette. They make one of the next two, and we don't get a shot off, and we lose 96, 94. So obviously uh a really amazing, uh, unbelievable comeback to even get to that spot to tie the game. Um, but on a very unfortunate end, and you got to really feel for Omar Stanley. Uh, that's a tough spot to be in. Uh, on the line and, and he played a great game on Stanley. to be completely honest he had a very solid all around game so you know you want to make sure he holds his head up high because he did play well and he was integral to this team being even in the game uh, but it's a it's a tough break for us at the end there because it looked like we might steal a win when that never happens to us we never steal a win right we always are on the short side of stuff like that um but to almost win that um would have been amazing but unfortunately it didn't happen um but so and that's that's kind of the way the cookie crumbles for us and it has been the way uh kind of all year, as you all know.
2: Yeah, it was really amazing down the stretch how I mean down the stretch on the last like minute, how all of a sudden we just made all of our threes. Uh David Jones with the, the Reggie Miller esque three steel inbound three was just absolutely amazing. All of a sudden it gave me this classic St. John's hope that it that I always get, even when I think I'm gonna lose, you know?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I I, I know that feeling. Uh, you yeah, as as much as we're beat down, we always have that little glimmer that it's gonna turn around. For
2: just us. enough, just enough to keep it going,
1: keep us keep us intact. Um, so overall, uh, there were some obviously some problems that we reason why we we're behind. Um, we shot fifty three percent from the field, which is great. Fifty percent from three, another you know that good day there. Uh, eighty nine percent from the free throw line, plus twelve on the rebounding. Look at those numbers. You think we? It's a game we should have won. But the big number that stands out is minus 11 on the turnover margin. Uh, 19 turnovers from us is really just too much against a team of the caliber of Marquette. You change some of those turnovers around, it might be a different, you know, might a different score at the
2: end there. Um, especially the especially the non the the sloppy ones, the ones that
0: weren't forced. A lot the, of the ones the, in the those first those nonchalant actions. passes that just sat there and were easy to pick. Like you're playing a 2K game. I, it it was just too lazy. A lot of sloppiness that. Really serious,
2: yeah, absolutely. Kobe, Kobe King getting a, a travel call in the backcourt in the first half. All the all the little things, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot of little things add up, and and that's unfortunately where why we are where we are in this season. If that you know, it's kind of a microcosm of everything that we've had to go through. The points, uh Dylan Dewusu, he led the team with twenty five points, six rebounds, five assists. Uh Posh Alexander had another great game, eighteen points, three assists. Um, and was three of six from three point land, which is obviously very good for him. We need that. Um, Soriano, another double, double. It's almost, you know, something you don't have to worry about. Uh, as we mentioned, Stanley was 15 points, eight rebounds and two assists. So he had a good day and Jones 17 points off the bench, uh, was very good for Marquette. Cam Jones led the team with 23 points, 55 of 10 from three point land. Uh, Tyler Kolek at 18 and Stevie Mitchell had 14. Uh, all of their starters had over 10 points. So Marquette is a very balanced team. Uh, you know, number six in the country. looking at it very high in the NCAA tournament, so that's not too surprising. So what did you guys see from this game? What, what, I mean, obviously we talked a little bit about it, but what else do you see that we wanted to mention?
0: Well, in this game, as I just mentioned, uh, a lot of lazy passing, especially in the first half, that helped create these huge runs that we kind of just put ourselves in these massive deficits. I think uh, we were down possibly, what was 19 or something like that? In this game, yeah, yeah. You, Early you, can't, you can't allow that. We allowed, I think it was a 12 run after we, we had the lead in the beginning, uh, a couple of minutes of the game. Or was it 15? It might have been 15 I can't remember at that point. Uh, just really bad play. And then whenever we make a mistake on offense, we make another mistake on defense, and then we make another mistake on offense, and it's just they it can, can spiral. Yeah, it's all of a sudden now they've scored 10 points in a whole in just like 59 seconds, and it's it's really, really bad to watch. It's very frustrating. And one of the things we did get to see so at this end, of course, as Craig was stating at the end of the game, a crazy final 29 seconds. We were down 10, we got all the way down to one. The one thing we didn't mention was Shaka Smart coaching decisions at the end of that game. He had the timeouts. He iced Omar Stanley, who Omar Stanley is a 50% free throw shooter. He's probably like 58 at this point. But on the season, one of two for Omar has been what we hoped. He makes the first one automatically, calls timeout, full timeout. Omar has to sit on the bench and think and think and think. And then Kolick walks up to him, says a little something, obviously enough to annoy Wusu, get Wusu to say something back. And just these little mind games, trying to bait and taunt, and it worked perfect. Stanley misses the free throw. We foul them, second left. Cam Jones makes the first one. I like to think it was a decision to miss the second. So we had to get the rebound, take one dribble and watch Busu throw it as far as he could, and hopefully it would go in like the first half. It's good coaching. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He got hit with a he pretty much got hit with a un, unforeseen tsunami of points in a twenty nine second range that you don't ever see. So
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, Shaka Smart's a good
0: coach. He yeah. really is. He was able to weather the storm and keep his head and make good decisions with that team, and that was the end of our regular season.
1: Yeah, I mean you can't help but think that Marquette and the way they play is kind of the team that we thought we would be. Does that make sense? Like they're the best, they're yeah. like the best version of what we would have, what we thought we were going to be, and we're obviously not. Um, you know, and- yeah. They, they they press they trap they do that kind of stuff um and, and we don't to that extent so it's a little frustrating also shock smart's only been there two years and he's already got this team winning a big east regular season title so you can do it you can turn around quickly uh with the right coach so hint hint yeah um but... we also we,
0: we did have two players missing this game Pinzone suspension continues correct Cabello caught an elbow in practice was in he became a part of concussion protocol so that's, that's a two guards down on top of the array missing mathis
1: well that's definitely tough for kerbello after coming back from the concussion last year so hopefully he can turn it around and hopefully play this week if that's possible just not with posh at the same time well that puts a wrap on uh the marquette game and, and now so now it's time for our spotlight player of the week um it was only had the one game this week so um Nick, who was your spotlight player for him this week?
2: I think I'm going to have to go with David Jones. Um, he got 17 off the bench. At the very end, he gave us all the hope we needed. He gave me just enough hope to keep going at the end there with the with the six points in I don't know how many seconds. Um, and he was good off the bench. You know, he was solid. He made most of his free throws. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, he had five rebounds, one steal, one assist. I thought he did a good job.
1: Him?
0: I'm gonna go with Busu. Twenty five points, six rebounds, five assists. Especially that four point play at the end of the game, being aware enough that there his defender got caught on a pick, was stumbling, used them, used the the guy's momentum against him, and threw up the shot and luckily made it, banked in. I'm gonna go with Busu.
1: I am also gonna have to go with Busu. Uh. Nick, your point is well taken about Jones off the bench and his play at the end was was important. Um, but Wusu had twenty five points, and with the six rebounds, the five assists, like Tim talked about, just doing a lot of a lot of things on the court that are important to us to win. Um, I also thought about Posh at this point; just wanted to shout him out. Three of six from three point land for him is a huge step forward. If that continues, that would be great. Uh, but I think Wusu's got to be the spotlight player of the week this week. Twenty five points against the number sixteen in the country is. Something to uh write home about. So this week's spotlight player of the week is Dylan Adewusu. All right. And that will put a cap on the season. Um, so we you know it was very unfortunate, not the season we all were looking forward to. And you know, just definitely a disappointing season, not the season anybody wanted. We finished the regular season at seven and thirteen in the big east, seventeen and fourteen overall. Good enough for eighth place in the big east. And that gets us started to the big east tournament, which starts On Wednesday, Wednesday at 3 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, St. John's will take on Butler in the first day of the triple header at the Big East tournament. Uh, The Wednesday Warriors are back. As we all know, Wednesday is our first day of the Big East tournament, even though most people think it's Thursday. Um, But before we get too far into the Big East tournament, there was uh, some news since uh, the end of the season, and that is the Big East awards. Uh, The Big East announced their first team and second team uh, with Joel Soriano. Uh, being elected to the second team All Big East, um, which I don't know, I think is pretty much uh outlandishly absurd, um, uh, in my opinion. What do you guys think? I he think it should have been a lock for a first first team All Big East. I think it's ridiculous that he's not.
0: I th- I think they just focused more on calc uh ability to be on the block, which, as we know, uh, he got Defensive Player of the Year. So I think they. Put a little too much emphasis on his ability to block basketball, and reached on that on that single stat to put him above Soriano as the first team center for the Big East. Calper had almost five rebounds less, so and scored less, and I think the difference was .9 in blocks between. Cal Pereira and Soriano, so I really don't think less than One block a game Changes difference of That many rebounds
1: No not at all I, I mean Joel Soriano Is tied for first in the entire country With 23 double doubles on the season Tied with Zach Eady, who's Up for what every major National player of the year award yeah. um, So the fact That Joel Soriano not only Isn't clearly not only in consideration for Biggest Player of the Year, right? He's the only second team. He's not going to be the Biggest Player of the Year. Right. But the fact that he's not even on the first team is just wildly ridiculous. Just wildly
2: ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm not – I think it's also ridiculous that you can't – like Joel Soliano could only be, get over Cockbrenner because he's a center, because his position – I think it should just be the best seven players or however many it is it, it, within the conference regardless of what – position you are right
1: I mean they already do six players so who cares what, what position you yeah. are
2: yeah six players sorry not seven but yeah it's it's I think that's silly because like because uh, don't get me wrong Cockburn is good and you know there there's arguments that he he should be there and I'm not saying that he shouldn't but Soriano also deserves to be there I'm saying you, I'm saying you shouldn't
1: <laughs> not in, not in place of Joel Soriano just it's, it's not it's not close but uh, Joel Soriano did get uh, he was also awarded the most improved player of the year in the Big East so that is kudos to him uh, he did make a huge leap this year so that is that is good news. Um, and also the other big news other uh, biggest awards we had AJ store was uh, announced to be on the Big East freshman team so that is great for AJ store who really came on strong at the end of the year a well deserved honor that he, um, you know, he's definitely the future here and, and he has looked great and we're excited to have have him and excited to see his future.
2: You know what? I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say that's a little bit of a snub too, because you know what? He wasn't a unanimous selection. AJ Store has been a fair point. absolute stud, especially coming in the end. Cam Whitmore, who I mean he was injured, but he came on about the same time that AJ Store actually started being a a regular participant in our offense.
0: He's unanimous. Whereas where's AJ
2: Store's unanimous? I'm actually surprised
0: Whitmore was even eligible because I feel like he didn't even play enough games.
2: Yeah, they probably figured
0: it out. They gave a little... A little uh, they Nova. probably say he played the Big East game, so that's what counts. Right. Yeah, yeah. But
1: that's... I bet you it was Ed Cooley he didn't vote for us. He probably. St. John's. He's a bad guy.
2: Probably. Definitely a bad guy.
1: So that was the Big East Awards. And now, as we said, back on to the Big East tournament. Everybody starts at 0-0. Zero and zero, So, you know, we are playing for our lives starting on Wednesday at 3 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Uh, we'll be playing taking on Butler we finished eighth and Butler is the nine seed Um, that the winner of that will go on to play the one seed Marquette. So we may get the matchup, uh, the rematch that we, you know, I guess want after our
2: last week's <laughs> game. Uh, it's if hard we, to be if a, th- to win. a team three times. right? It is.
1: We're going to find out. Well, we got to be Butler first. Uh, We split the season series, with Butler. We won at home and they won in Hinkle Fieldhouse. Butler finished the year uh, 14 and 17 overall six and 14 in the big East. They are currently on a two game losing streak. They lost to Marquette and Xavier Butler is 330th in the country in points per game and 359th in the country in rebounding. So they are not a very good scoring team. So that's hopefully something we can take advantage of on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, as we talked about, we went one and one against them. Uh, we won 77, 61 at Karnaseka and we lost 68 to 66 at Hinkle. Um, Chuck Harris is the guy who leads them. He was not there for the game at Hinkle. Uh, He did play against us at Karnasek and had 17 points. So he's going to be a guy to look out for. The other person that we're going to look out for is Jaden Taylor, who averages over 13 points a game. Uh, So between the two of them, those are guys we need to look out for. What do you think, guys? Are are we going to beat Butler on Wednesday?
2: Yeah, I think we're going to beat Butler. Um, I mean, we split with them at home, both at home. Um, I just, I mean... (laughs) You know, it's hard to say we're better we're just better than some teams, but I think we're we're just better than Butler here. Um, but you never know, you know. It's a it's a B sort. I mean some teams get up for it. I, I just think we have the edge, one being at our our home. Um there,
1: there it is, the kiss of death.
2: Uh I think hey, we are <laughs> Wednesday Warriors. We are pros at winning on Wednesday. So So
1: actually I'm gonna give you I am gonna give you a good stat about that.
2: Oh, well, this is gonna be fun because I'm definitely wrong. No no you're actually 100% correct. No. So
1: since 2014 of all that since the reclassification we have made the quarterfinals meaning we played on Thursday every year except for one year.
2: So there we go. We are Wednesday we Warriors. Are,
1: we are we are the kings of Wednesday. Wednesday is our day at the biggest tournament.
2: You know why? We always like to get one. We always like to make the fans happy. Right. And uh we get Before- one in so we feel a little bit good. That's
1: right. We get everybody happy on Wednesday. That's that's our that's our day. Thursday not our day. If you're a Saint not, John's
2: fan, please come on Wednesday.
1: As you all probably know, uh, we have not made a Friday in the Big East tournament since 2000. So
0: that's not good. Tim, what do you think? We're gonna beat Butler. Yeah, I mean, my gut says so. Uh, I think it's gonna be very close. I think it's we're definitely gonna be dealing with buyer. but yeah, I would say so. We do have to avoid allowing too many turnovers on our end. We had 19 last game. Uh, when we lost to Butler, we only let up 11 turnovers. So if we are as sloppy as we were against Marquette, Butler will run us out. I mean, they don't run much. They, they're a very low-scoring team, but they'll briskly walk us out of that stadium pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, turnovers are essential to us. If we when we don't turn the ball over and we play within ourselves, we we can be good teams. When we don't, we can lose to anybody. So uh buckle up for Wednesday, who knows? But uh I agree. I think we'll I think we'll get past Butler. Like we said, we play well on Wednesday. I think we're better than him. I know we lost at Hinkle, but Hinkle's a very tough place to play. I, I think we're we're better and I you know, hey, maybe I'm biased, but I think we win there. Thursday is always a different a uh, different animal. Uh if we win on th- Wednesday, we would play Thursday at noon against Marquette, who's the number one seed in the Big East because they won the regular season championship. Obviously, we just saw You know, we played them pretty close both times we we played them. Uh we lost both. Um obviously the last game uh we just talked about. But even that corner second, we hung in there. Uh it was ninety-six eighty-five was this was the final score. Uh but that game really was within you know, under 10 points throughout the entirety of the game. Uh, And they just pulled away a little bit at the end. But um, so I think, could we beat Marquette? I guess is the question I'm going to pose to you guys.
0: If based off of how we ran our offense, like when we were actually running it effectively. Yes, we definitely can. But we cannot allow that many turnovers again. And we have to run some kind of motion. Especially when we start to make mistakes on the defense end, we cannot go back on the other side and sit there and not move when you're off the ball.
1: Uh yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you entirely. I mean, we gotta have some motion. We gotta create some shots. Nick, what do you think? We are we gonna we're all agreeing we're gonna beat Butler. So do we beat Marquette on Thursday? Do we get to our first Friday in twenty three years?
2: Yeah, I would uh I would love to say we will. And hey, you know, it is hard to beat a team three times, I say. Um I feel like if you knew the stat on that, that would be the false for St. John's because we seem to be always playing because we always What'd we're Wednesday that? that that we that we uh we actually do lose three times to teams, is what I'm saying.
1: But we do pretty often, yeah.
2: Yeah, we do pretty often because as we are Wednesday Warriors, that means we generally play the high seeds that we usually lose to twice. Um, I said, I sadly do not think we're going to win. I think we could win uh, to Tim's point. If we don't turn the ball over as much and we actually, you know, move a little bit off the ball more and try to create shots and do all that fun stuff. We can, if we are, if we become a drastically different, not a drastically different team than we've been all season. But if we, I mean, Hey man, we, we almost beat them the other day. So, I mean, Really, if we just tune up our, our turnovers, it seems like maybe we can beat them. Um, I mean, we didn't even turn them over a lot.
1: We did not. We eight, did not turn eight, them over eight That's times the whole game.
2: I think it was. Uh, you know.
1: So, so Nick's going no. Tim's going yes.
2: I'm going no, no, but we're
0: gonna we're gonna give a thriller on Thursday, baby. So, based off how the season is going, uh, I'm gonna go with no, but. My season preview prediction was we lose in the finals. So That's true. it's not incorrect yet.
1: That's true. It's not incorrect yet. Actually, I believe all of us had us going to Friday at the uh, the preview. We had them all. Everyone had all at St. John's going to Friday night at the Big tournament. I will say that we will not do it. <laughs> I what? will say... I, I don't think we'll do it. I hope we do. I really do. I will be rooting hard and I, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but I just, I don't know. It, we, it took a Herculean effort at the end there to get close. Um, And I don't know that we have it in us back to, essentially back to, with less than a week. I don't know if we have that again. I hope so. But you know what? Let's play it out. Let's say we do win. If we do win, Friday night we would play the winner of Yukon versus Providence. Um we actually went one and one against both of those teams, so we know we can beat both of those teams. Um any uh, preference on a theoretical semifinal matchup between Yukon and Providence?
2: Oh, I would much rather have UConn. I mean, we beat Yukon at their home. Um I mean, I know we we lost to them at MSG already, but I, I think we match up better. With UConn uh, than me do Providence, even though it was a, I mean I I don't know
0: I I, I like I, I like I, I would take Providence. I think we, I agree we, with Tim. We, we beat Providence in New York this year. Yeah, I
2: don't know. I think uh, I think Soriano's better. It's a no go, and I don't. I, that's not obviously not their only weapon because they have Jordan Hawkins and a couple other yeah, guys. And but Hawkins
0: is Car- Caravan. on a hot streak at this point, so. If, yeah, if, if I can avoid Jordan Hawkins shooting threes on us, I'll take that. Yeah, but I don't want to play Bryce Hopkins
2: either. In Providence.
0: Yeah, Bryce got shut down once though against Soriano, so it's once.
1: I think UConn's a better team than Providence,
0: so I would prefer to play
1: Providence. Frankly, I don't know. I just think I think UConn has a higher ceiling. Uh they're catching their stride a little bit right now. Uh, I don't Providence. Uh, Providence got mauled by Seton Hall on senior night, um, so I, I would lean Providence if we can. You know, if I had my choice, that's who I'd pick. Um, and yeah, I think you guys able,
2: convinced me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm going to give you what. Well, we'll, let's play this through the end because this is our Big East tournament preview. So why not? Out of the rest of the bracket, so on the other side of the bracket uh, is going to be is going to be Villanova, Seton Hall, Xavier creighton those are really the four teams DePaul paul also on the other side of the bracket in georgetown but if they pay hey, if they make a run god bless them um who any any preference there i, I would try to avoid creighton and and xavier at all costs i think we're te- they're a terrible matchup for us
2: um but, yeah but those are also the most two you were likely to actually of yeah, course go against <laughs> of course but i say you get to pick oh, if i get to the pick then i, I pick georgetown
1: Well, okay, take Georgetown and and DePaul out of the mix because obviously you're going to pick one of those. Actually,
2: you know what's funny? If Georgetown's still in at that point, I don't know if I necessarily do want to play (laughs) them. Yes, you would. Of course you would. Um, I think out of those two, I would pick... I think I might pick Xavier. I think Crane's a really bad matchup for us. I feel like they always are. All it takes is them to be hot shooting and and we kind of lose to them. Um, Yeah,
0: I I agree 100% with that.
2: Xavier, at least... I mean they're I think Xavier's a better team than Creighton is, but I mean we, we lost them close when it was at at um at home. So yeah. So I, I think I would rather go Xavier rather than Creighton.
1: Well, let's hope we get to pick that one. So now one more question about the biggest tournament looking ahead. Uh, so we've all said we don't think St. John's will make it. Hopefully we we're wrong. Um, who do you think will win the tournament this year?
2: I think I'm going to go with Xavier. I think Marquette's going to be in the finals, but I do. I, I think Xavier's a better team. I don't. I mean, I don't know if they're a better team, but I think they're going to – I just I just have a feeling, you know. Sometimes you just feel it in your jellies.
1: Yeah. Marquette and Xavier both, for the record, have never won a Big East tournament championship.
2: Oh, that'd be fun.
1: So one, that would be a new champion. Xavier has had more success. They've been to the semifinals six times, going to the finals once. In the nine years that they've been in the league, wow! Xavier has had much more success in the biggest tournament than Marquette has. So, but Marquette is the you know the, the one seed. Tim, who do you got?
0: I'm going with Creighton. I just, I think it's one of the best coached teams, and you need a team that is well coached and understands its roles when you play that many games in a row. So, I'm going to go with Creighton.
1: I think that's a great pick. Creighton historically in the nine years they've been in the league have been to four finals, Big East finals. Never won one though. So good pick, but definitely uh, they've gotten there. So one year they're going to get over that hump. And this this could be the year. And that team, when Creighton's uh, on all cylinders, they are definitely a dangerous team. I'm unfortunately going to pick
2: Villanova. But I think You think it's going to be Villanova? I think
1: it's going to be Villanova. I think they're going to get hot. I think they haven't played up to their potential all year because they've been in various injuries. Hurt Justin Morris back. Kim Whitmore is is at full strength. I think they get hot. It's the biggest tournament. They they have the most success in the biggest tournament in recent years, and I think that will play to their strength. Um, I think they're gonna. I think that's who it's gonna be. That's my. I think it's gonna be them.
2: you have been going through Creighton and either xavier or i guess an upset technically of seeing could, be, oh.
1: could be but i think yeah i think i think nova I, wow that's my that's my dark horse pick i mean that's not my darker but i think that's what's gonna happen because they always win
2: yeah yeah i don't know i, I think they're i don't know if they're, their clock hasn't quite struck 12 because they're not a terrible team but i think there is still that looming oh their villain over there so pretty good
1: so I'm going to give you a, one more interesting fact in terms of the Big East tournament.
2: Lay them on me, Craig.
1: Georgetown has more Big East championships than
2: UConn since
1: 2006.
2: 2006? That is interesting, actually. That's pretty far back. Pretty far back. Yeah. How? So how many has it been? It's been three we think for... Of, we
1: think of Connecticut as... Uh, like a, a biggie's tournament powerhouse, right? And they are, they have the second most
2: all time wins seven. Um, mm, they were but, also not in the league for some of those years, correct?
1: For seven years they weren't in the league, to be fair. But in that time, seven, those seven years, Georgetown never won a championship, by the way, just for the record. So that doesn't count. Huh. Um, Georgetown ha- has won two, they won 2007 and they won 2021. UConn won one in 2011. They also, the last one they won before that was. Was, was. two thousand and four, and that was pre the first realignment for the Big East.
2: Kemba was in two thousand six.
1: Kemba was two thousand eleven.
2: Oh wow! What? Wow. Who was two thousand six? Two thousand and six,
1: I believe, was the Mecca Okafor. No, two thousand four was I think Omecca Okafor, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, two thousand eleven was the year the big the was the best conference year in the history of the NCAA tournament. 2011, the Big East tournament. The Big East sent 11 teams to the, to the NCAA tournament that year.
2: That's ridiculous. That insane. is absolutely
1: absurd. Sixteen team leagues, 11 of them made it. Ridiculous. Still, the still the highest standard. Not has not been, um, tied
0: yet. Yeah, that was the year before they started to have the uh the play-ins, where it was only they had the uh the 16 seed play-in. So
1: you're right. That is even more impressive because there's less at-large bids then. So it was certainly an impressive year for the Big East.
2: You want to know, you want to know a little bit more of uh, Big East NCAA tournament facts?
1: Sure, Nick. Why not?
2: The Big East was the, also the only league to ever have three teams in the Final Four. That is true. What year was it, Craig? Trivia question.
1: 1985.
2: Wow. Okay. Now name the teams in the Final Four.
1: St. John's, Georgetown, Villanova.
2: Who's the team that's not a Big East team?
1: Now that's a good question.
2: That's a fun trivia question. So Any what is thought. it? It's pretty... Uh, Is it Houston? Is that your final answer? Sure. You have, a,
1: you have the answer up? Yeah. Was it NC State?
2: No. That's who we played in the Elite Eight.
1: Uh-huh. I knew they were close, though. Who is it?
2: That would be Memphis State, which yeah. is now Memphis. Uh-huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Who won it that year?
1: That would be Nine. Villanova. Played a perfect game against Georgetown.
2: They did. You know what's funny? You want to continue down the Big East NCAA tour lore? NCAA same, Tournament Same lore. for the NCAA
1: Tournament preview, bro. Big East Tournament. All right, go for it. You seem so sad.
2: All right. So when uh Villanova beat North Carolina, they put on the best three-point shooting display. Since Villanova in 85 against Georgetown. Wow. Love it. There you go. Biggies East, Big East knowledge.
1: Biggies knowledge. Well, we're ready for the Biggies tournament. So that'll do it for this week's episode uh, for Tim, Nick, and myself. Thank you for listening. Go, Johnnies. Keep chasing.